Can you think of, in all of your Christmases, what was the most meaningful gift that you've ever received? Think about it. For some of you, you have more Christmases than others. But you can think back, and what is the one Christmas gift that you remember above all others? Maybe it was an engagement ring. Maybe it was when you added a new dog or a new pet to the family. Or maybe when you think back about the most meaningful gift that you received at Christmas, it was a a time that you were totally taken off guard. You were totally surprised by what your spouse or what your parents gave you that Christmas. Recently, I, I came across an article that talked about 10 of the most elaborate, eccentric, and expensive gifts that celebrities have given one another. Let me share just a few of these, because I don't know, maybe these will be on your Christmas list that you want to nudge your your spouse or your mom and dad and say, hey, add that to my list. Let me just share just four of them with you. One was by David and Victoria Beckham, and their gift was for their kids' babysitters. They had two babysitters. They gave both of their babysitters a $50,000 Audi automobile. I thought I was doing good to give $10 an hour. Didn't know that that was uh, the going rate for babysitters these days. Uh, For Katy Perry, she surprised her then-husband with a ticket to space, traveling on Richard Branson's spaceship for a cool price of $100,000. Merry Christmas, right? Uh, Jessica Simpson. She was dating then Dallas Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo, and for his 28th birthday, The gift that she purchased for him was a $100,000 speedboat. Man, I didn't know that they went that much. And finally, maybe the most elaborate not to be outdone was Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, uh, she purchased for her former husband. Notice I've said former on lots of these. Showing you money doesn't buy happiness, right? Uh, For her former husband, Brad Pitt, on his 50th birthday, she purchased an 11-acre island. Now, on this island, it was a heart-shaped island that had two homes and a helipad. Now, my question is, why did they need two homes if it was just an island, but maybe it was for when he was in the doghouse and they needed a second home that, uh, that he was going to go to? But every time during this season of year at Christmas, as the choir has so beautifully sung and the orchestra has played for us, we, we tend to think about this incredible gift, the most amazing gift that God has given us and the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. As the choir is going to sing in, in just a, a few minutes, we're going to reflect on all that He has done for us. But here, here's the thing about gifts. When you think about gifts, for the most part, you don't earn them or deserve them, do you? Now, maybe you do something nice for someone, and as a result, because you've done something nice for them, you've you've given them a nice gesture that they give you a gift in return for that, but you didn't do that nice gesture for that gift. If you did, that would be a, a salary, that would be a wage, but they give it to you even though you don't earn it or even though you don't deserve it. Think about birthdays, for instance. I've never understood why we receive gifts on our birthday. Did we do anything to earn that gift? Did we do anything to deserve it? I've always thought on our birthday we should really give gifts to our moms, right? I mean, they're the ones that carried us for nine months and delivered us. All we did was, well, we showed up, right? That's all we do on our birthday, but we get gifts on our birthday. So whether it's Christmas or whether it's our our birthday, 
We don't receive these gifts because it's a reward for good living. It's a reward because you've done all these good things, and as a a result of that, I am going to give you this gift. No, no, no. What makes it a gift in the first place is that you, you didn't deserve it. Not only do you not deserve that gift, you certainly didn't earn that gift either. Now, the beauty in my perspective from a gift is that it's not just that you get to to keep that gift for the rest of your life, but the beauty of the gift is when you understand, when you realize the sacrifice that someone that you love, that they went through, something that they did earn, something that they did deserve, and they are sacrificing something for you so that they can, in turn, give something to you that you can keep for the rest of your life. You see, what makes a gift so valuable, it's not necessarily a price that someone paid for that gift, but what makes the gift so valuable is when we recognize and we understand the sacrifice that someone else went through so that you could have that gift forever. So as the choir just is about to sing in just a few minutes, a beautiful song that talks about how Jesus, the gift of salvation, that it started in a manger. It started in Bethlehem, but we know the story doesn't end there, right? Jesus tells us, as the Scripture tells us in Luke 2.52, that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man, that he, he taught us many incredible stories. He, he taught us lessons. He performed miracles. And eventually, he's going to, to go through the ultimate sacrifice. Scripture tells in Isaiah that it will be by his wounds that we will be healed. And we understand and we know that it wasn't that Jesus went to the cross because he had a debt that he owed. The reason that Jesus went to the cross was because we had a debt that we owed. The Bible says that we've all sinned in Romans 3.23 and that our sin separates us from God and that we cannot have this relationship with God because our sin keeps us from having this relationship with him. But the story doesn't even end with Jesus going to the cross. It continues, and you can't end the story without going to the empty tomb. Because when the tomb is empty that we celebrate on Easter, we understand and we recognize that Scripture says that sin and death have been conquered, that He has trampled over death, and that we can have eternal life not because of what we do, not because we earn it, not because we deserve it, because it's a free gift that is given to us because of what Jesus accomplished for us on our behalf. So many times when we get to Christmas, we focus on the gift of Jesus that was given to us, and we should. We focus on the gift of of eternal salvation that is a result of what Jesus did for us on the cross, of what he accomplished by God raising him from the dead. But this Christmas, I want to challenge you with something. I want to challenge you to look at the manger maybe from a different perspective, It's easy to look at a nativity scene or to think about Christmas and to look at the baby Jesus through the eyes of Mary. But what if this Christmas, instead of looking at it through the eyes of Mary, we looked at Christmas, the incarnation, God becoming flesh. Instead of through Mary's eyes, what if we looked at this gift of Jesus through God's eyes? What did this gift of Jesus Christ cost God the Father? I'll tell you one thing, it was so much more valuable, so much more expensive than a $100,000 speedboat. What this gift of Jesus cost 
God the Father was his one and only son's life. That he laid down his life. That he left heaven's throne. At Christmas wasn't the beginning of Jesus. John 1 tells us that Jesus has always been. But at Christmas he took on human form. He took on flesh. And that was the beginning. And it goes to the cross. And it ends in eternal life. And now we know that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. So yes, this Christmas I hope that we do rejoice. I hope that we do celebrate the gift of eternal life that for those of us that have chosen to follow Jesus, who have confessed our sins, and that we are following Jesus with all of our heart, I do hope that we celebrate in that. But I hope that we don't lose focus this Christmas of what that gift cost God. It's not just what it cost Jesus. It cost Jesus his life, but it also cost God the price of his one and only son. Because listen to me, friends, when you recognize the price of what someone went through to give you a gift, that's when you really know the price. That's when you know how valuable that gift is. And when we reflect on the price that God the Father sacrificed so that we could have eternal life through Jesus Christ as Son, then we too can join with the Apostle Paul who said, thanks be to God for this, he used the special word, this indescribable gift that we can't even comp comprehend. So that's why this morning our hope, our desire, was that this would be more than, than just a, a, a service that you would come and that you would observe, but that we would all participate. Because this Christmas we want to give each and every person here the opportunity to accept the free gift of Jesus Christ. For so many of us, especially those of us that have grown up in the South, Christmas is something that we almost take for granted. We, we just assume that, well, I go to church, I do good things, I, I think that when I die I'm going to go to heaven, I think that, that my good outweighs my bad, and we miss the fact that Christmas is the beginning of a new opportunity for us to trust Him as our Lord and Savior. So today... If you've never trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, the best gift that we can offer you is the gift of God's salvation to you. So we pray that today, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, that today you would turn from your sins, that you would trust Christ as your Lord and Savior, knowing that He stands ready to forgive you and to give you eternal life. And if that's something that you've never done before, I'd like to give you that opportunity right now to pray and to trust Christ as your Savior. So for all of us here in the sanctuary, would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? And if, if today you feel that still small voice that's beating in your heart and beating in your chest and you, you know that you've never accepted that gift, you thought that you could earn it, you thought that you could deserve it, you thought that, that by giving things away that, that surely God would accept you into his kingdom, and maybe today for the first time ever you have understood what it means to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'd love for you to pray this prayer after me. Now understand there's nothing magical about the words that I'm saying. You're not going to pray it out loud, but you're going to pray it in your heart. And it can be as simple as a prayer as this. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I have sinned. I know that my sin separates me from you. But I thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who came 
and lived a perfect life and died a death that he did not deserve to pay for my sin, to redeem and rescue me from my sin. So right now, the best that I know how, I confess my sin. I trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I commit to live for him the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.